welcome to a brand new episode of Listen to the Earth, the Gone West show. My name is Fiona Bringman. I am your host and we are the podcast that plants trees. Today, my guest is Marga, who is a green influencer and activist. Her brand's name, Mar Green, seeks to find and share solutions and methods to help make our everyday more eco-friendly. So here she is. I hope you enjoy listening to today's episode. Listen to the Earth, the the Gone West show. show. So hello and welcome. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me. And I was just wondering if you could start off by telling us a bit about who you are, where your passion lies and what you do. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Marga. I was originally born in Latvia. I just turned 30. I've been a content creator kind of like my whole life and created different types of content throughout it. Um, Just fun um, about travel, about different types of traveling. And I've personally done a lot of traveling myself. And during this, I kind of like got familiar with different challenges that nature and environment is facing. And uh, about four to five years ago, I kind of like reached the point when I was very unsatisfied about the content that I'm like uh, producing. And it really seemed to me that it was lacking purpose and meaning. And I didn't really see what I am contributing with my content. So this is when I kind of like revalued (laughs) everything in my life and started to create content, raising awareness about nature and environment. And obviously it wasn't something new to me because this passion for nature environment and animals specifically it's it's what I am all about and what I have been all about my whole life so I studied um, zoology in university zoology and uh, biology and animal conservation but I really never thought that I can combine these passions together I just always thought that content creation has to be like my hobby, my side thing. And for work, I have to do something else because I really didn't see that it is possible to, you know, have a job as this documentarist, presenter, content creator, especially within environmental niche. And yeah, about five years ago, I started uh, to prove myself wrong kind (laughs) of started to really like taking active steps um towards um yeah being confident about the content that i'm putting out there and it was a messy journey because i started uh, talking about um negative things firstly so like raising awareness about the problems that the environment is facing Um, Yeah, climate change, plastic pollution, deforestation, oil spills, and some of these pieces of content went viral. And I think looking back at it, why it went viral, it was because there was a lot of like negativity, a lot of anger in that. And it's something that I'm seeing on social media all the time. It's like the content that 
gets people react in the negative way gets more attention. And the, obviously, if you are in this mindset of anger and looking at the things that are not working out, looking at the problems, you are just kind of like get suffocated with all that information. And I reached the point where everything was just so negative, like the environmental problems, all these things, they were just so consuming that I couldn't see how I can make the difference. So I switched my content and my mindset with it, started talking more about solutions. And this is what we are doing right now. And uh, right now I have my... Uh, content creation and production agency here in Portugal. And we film different entertaining and educational documentaries, purely focusing on solutions, on projects and organizations that are making the difference and also inspiring people that, um, you know, wanted to do something and now they have this job and it's usually very exciting jobs that, you know, never existed before. And, I absolutely love doing that. It is my biggest passion and because, because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel hopeful and optimistic about the future, presenting people with solutions and doing that in like an exciting, interesting way. Um, yeah, so that's what I do right now. Solution-driven, solution-focused content. Amazing. Thank you. Can you share some of the solutions that you've been sharing over the past weeks or months? Something that comes um, first in my head is the project that we filmed last year with an um, organization called Numb Mushrooms. They have this like recycling concept, turning coffee waste into mushrooms. So they collect coffee waste and Portugal obviously is like one of the biggest coffee consumers in the world. So there's a lot of coffee waste. So they take that coffee waste from different cafes and restaurants and even like vending machines. They have a farm where they bring all this coffee and then they have a system where they can grow oyster mushrooms out of this coffee waste. And it's just a fantastic thing, but this whole topic, circularity and just making profit out of waste and looking at something with completely different eyes and also trying to raise awareness about that and bring it to people and, and show it off as like something cool and unconventional. I love that. But also we talk about, yeah, different technologies. I think that there's so many really cool cool technologies right now. For example, one of my favorite companies, they are based in Iceland. So they have a carbon sucking plant. So it's basically like a huge facility that sucks carbon out of the atmosphere. And they have the system where they not only can store it, but they can turn it into diamonds. Isn't that just like literally insanity wow how does that work this is where the science is <laughs> obviously it's very very complicated you know i've been working with them i've been studying about this technology is extremely hard to comprehend how it is possible but it is basically um, done by compression super super intense compression of carbon that you extract from the air 
and you can compress it so hard together that it creates like a new material and obviously diamond is carbon that is pressed together so 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 hard that it crystallizes and it's it turns into a physical matter out of something that causes you know so to say damage uh, on our planet i think that things like that is just extraordinary to comprehend what we can do with technologies if we put it towards um, the right thing you know yeah that's really amazing thank you for sharing it's nice to get involved in these kind of niche things as well like these new and up and coming ideas but I know that you also do a lot of work around fighting plastic pollution which is obviously a huge problem and is very much in the mainstream can you tell us a bit about solutions that you've discovered around that as well yeah plastic pollution is a huge thing (laughs) it is yeah it's just everywhere and it's just used for everything and single-use plastic now has got the worst rep because it's just the most pointless thing most of the time I really think that you know I have like a very very complex opinion about about this problem I I am not sure at this point with all the research and all the awareness and all the personal habits that I've changed, what is the right solution here? Because it's impossible living in the 21st century and denying these things like denying takeaway or denying going to the store and buying things that you need. I think For me personally, living this very fast-paced lifestyle that I am right now, I I cannot say that, well, the solution is to refuse, refuse everything, you know, do not shop online, do not order food. I really think that this is the privilege of 21st century. I personally want to use this. I want to make my life easier. I personally think that the solution is in recycling systems and better recycling systems in recycling plants, in composting plants. So if we would work on creating a feasible solution for biodegradable or compostable plastics, and not only that, because just having compostable materials, biodegradable materials, doesn't solve the problem of what are we going to do with it after it's done? We don't have the systems where we can transfer it into something else. So I think figuring out alternatives to plastic that are unconventional. So I absolutely love hearing about different projects that create packaging made out of waste materials so mushrooms again or even like mushroom waste corn waste even olive pits um, collected from olive oil farms like using these materials to create packaging that also has the same properties as plastic is one step but then second step is to also think okay so now we created we created this packaging is good. How are we still going to recycle or upcycle or where are it going to go after we're done with it? And 
for now, I really don't have the answer here, but what I am really excited about is to see how these little projects, they start developing, they get funding, they get interest from people, they get interest from brands and more and more brands, even like super big ones, they're really trying to think about what kind of better packaging can we use to be better for environment. But I think their main um, strategy, of course, is to please the customer. How can we please the customer more by improving our packaging and things like that? So I'm, I'm just super excited to see these new ideas and projects starting. And this is what I love talking about with our content. So just picking up some new idea like that and telling people about it and be like, what do you think? Is this a solution? Is this the challenge? What is the challenge? How can we make it better? Do you have the knowledge that contributes to this project, to this cause? Maybe you can reach out to them. Maybe you can collaborate. Do you study something sustainability related? Maybe you have the, the brains and the powers and the capacity to contribute somehow here. And I think that this is my role and mission um, to not just raise awareness, but also to facilitate these kind of like little introductions and conversations and connect people and connect projects. And I just love to see how all of that develops. But when before I had some sort of like tips and solutions around plastic, be like, yeah, yeah, well, this is definitely what we have to do. We have to reduce. We have to not use. We have to say no to straws, to everything. Now, honestly, I am really seeing that just saying no without explaining why you're saying no doesn't really make that much difference. And it's really being mindful about what we're consuming, sitting with these feelings. I ordered a lot of takeaway. Let's be honest here, because I'm super busy, don't, don't always have time to cook. When it comes in recyclable plastic or paper packaging, that's one thing. But in Portugal, it still sometimes comes in styrofoam. And it's just wave of guilt. And I'm like, oh my God, I am environmentalist. How dare I am to, you know, sit here eating out of my styrofoam. That is ridiculously hypocritical. But I think it's, you know, sitting with these feelings and thoughts then somehow turns into action. And taking the guilt off the, or the onus off the individual as well, right? For being a consumer, we need to we need to be kind of making change in these in the companies that are producing them, as you say, rather than having guilt on the individual. Yeah, yeah, I think that all these all these things about plastic straws and even like coffee cups. I think that these all conversations were honestly created to kind of like bring attention to not to the most important thing because yeah the plastic straws and these coffee cups comparing to fishing nets comparing to ghost nets comparing to what is at the bottom of our oceans is nothing and all like all that awareness and all the money that went into campaigning against plastic straws like what is the impact here i think that it's kind of like created to hide away the the real causes and if we're talking about the plastic pollution the real causes definitely fishing nets and actually there is an amazing project here in portugal that 
we are working with and we're about to film them. It's called uh, Peniche Ocean Watch. So what they do, they have this like reward system with local fishermen who are using uh, drone systems and super technologically advanced. And that is why it is so challenging to bring the fishermen to collaborate because obviously, you know, traditional fishermen are a little bit outdated. They don't know how this technology works, but they can receive rewards by bringing uh, ghost nets to this organization and they create 3D printed furniture out of these um, nets. And also fishermen can use the app and they can use these drone systems to kind of like see where the schools of fish are. So they save uh, on fuel when they travel specifically to the fish. And it's, it is absolutely insane how it's done. Like the drone sends some uh, sound waves that bounces off the bottom of the ocean. It reflects back all the things that are in the ocean in layers. And it sends you this information on the phone in some sort of data that, okay, the fish is here. This is what kind of fish it is. So it's a very, very exciting project. And yeah, so seeing as you brought up fishing and fishing nets, I know that your your kind of brand name is Mar Green, but of course the blue is also a really important focus. Um, and you know, I was wondering about other ways that we, you think that we can kind of help the oceans or help in marine research and conservation. I really think that the big solution to any crisis, any environmental crisis, be it about oceans, be it about blue or green or any other environmental color is, is really the relationship between human and nature. And I really think that the biggest challenge is the disconnect on the big level that people experience right now by living in cities, just technologies and suits and phones and social media. People really forget how, why they should be connected to nature. They really forget how it feels to, you know, touch grass or be in the water and day-to-day life when you go to the office and then you go on the tube and then you do these things, this this disconnect becomes bigger and bigger. So it's not integrated in your life and your work and what you're doing to think about nature. Like, how can my actions help the environment? And I really think that if we start by fostering this relationship first, just by exploring, just allowing ourselves this time to be in nature, to be in the ocean, to be in the forest, not necessarily, you know, focusing on problems. Okay. Like today I'm really going to go and join a beach cleanup and understand how like to tackle this plastic crisis, because it can be really overwhelming. It's just really for me about the mindfulness, like what kind of emotions does nature make you feel? And then you kind of like hold on to it and you think, how can I introduce it to my life? How can I, how can I do better? How can I do my work and just see a bigger picture and just see how my work with anything I do 
how can I contribute to like a bigger cause and inspiring this thoughtfulness about uh, our lives. And, and for me, the way I can do it right now is through content and through like real life events where I can really talk to people's hearts and be like, nature, how does it make you feel? Like, what, what is it? What is your experience? Where are you out there? And then when we talk about it, then the next question is like, okay, so we'll take all these feelings. What can you do to preserve them? Because it's for you. It's for the greater good, but at the same time, it's for you. It's for you to feel better. It's for you to feel healthier. It's for you to have this air to breathe, for you to have this release. Nature makes us feel good, you know, and we should care for the greater cause for selfish reasons, because it's, you know, the only way we will (laughs) survive, survive. (laughs) Yeah, because you're talking about being holistic, right, as well, and not necessarily seeing ourselves as, as separate from nature, but seeing ourselves as part of the whole, and we have to care for ourselves, we have to connect. You did touch on feeling overwhelmed there, and I wanted to ask you as well about eco anxiety. What is eco anxiety and what can we do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did quite quite a lot of um different activations, little campaigns, and like spoke about this this topic specifically at many different events because it's something that I relate deeply. It's the same as the same anxiety is just this feeling of uncertainty about tomorrow and what exactly you need to do right now to prevent that there is fear there is sadness there's hopelessness so there's a lot of a lot of like different negative emotion tied into like this big blob you're not sure like where is even the end of it to entangle and when i started to do environmental work and i started from the place of like raising awareness so what are like the bad things that are happening to the planet i'm going to raise awareness about them So then when you learn more about the problems, then that's the information that you receive. If your goal is to learn more about the problem, you will continue learning about problem to the extent when you probably feel hopeless because you are just looking at the problem. So I think just having fun with uncertainty and looking at solutions, just whenever you can be aware about the specific problem and you can break it down into smaller things and you can start focusing on the solutions for like each of these problems and surrounding yourself with that including social media because I feel like right now there is enough people that raise awareness about problems and we're all We kind of know the big topics that are happening to planet you know the climate change and Uh, plastic pollution and overfishing and all of these things. And there are more and more people that want to create content about environmentalism. And I think that they're starting kind of like with the same journey as I am. And they first talk about something that is more on the surface, so problems. So it can be very overwhelming on social media. And as I was saying at the beginning, this is what media wants. They want to create some sort of disbalance because this is how people react. If the 
if the emotion is negative, if it's anger, if it's frustration, then people are more likely to comment, to share with the friend, to go and think about it all day, to have this anxiety that then kind of like drives a lot of uncertain feelings. So here, I'm not trying to say that, you know, we should ignore the big news that are happening like in the world. No, but just being mindful and trying to control that, I think is just very important for, for our own health because we can't just sit in it all the time. Social media as it is right now, turn on the TV. The information that we generally receive is like, oh my God, we're all going to die. Like what's happening to the planet, you know? And this is honestly, this is what people like to engage with because negativity for a lot of people is their comfort zone. That's what the challenge with like positive, uplifting, mission-driven content is that it doesn't make people react so intensely. They see, okay, someone is making a difference, you know, well, let them be. But if someone is making, doing something bad, then we act out of this anger and we want to do something or share a comment. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge with with our goal to like raise awareness about important things because people just react differently to this content. But I think that the you know the challenge is a good thing, and we're just trying to change the mindset of people to encourage them to react to good things, to comment, to share the good things, not the bad things, because it's better for them, it's better for the world to surround ourselves with this kind of information. Do you have any kind of practical solutions that you think people can adopt when they're coming into this space, which is a bit kind of negative, perhaps like, okay, I've shared awareness, I've shed light on the problem, but how can I then um, change my mindset around this? And how can I take action to, to feel better about myself and to feel better about what I'm doing within this world? I would say, like removing judgment first towards yourself and your actions because if we come from the place of judging ourselves for doing something then again it starts this like spiral of shame and guilt and I don't think that this feeling is gives the right type of action so it's really anything has to come from the place of understanding and compassion, your own habits and also the behaviors and habits of other people or organizations. It's just so easy to judge businesses, corporations, governments, and to kind of like be in this victim place or like, oh, they're trying to destroy the world. If we have compassion and understanding that these challenges they're globally hard to adapt and to change even one little thing within the company it can take like literally years because there's so many people and experts working on this solution. So just really trying to understand the behavior and the problem without judgment. Um, education, of course, educating ourselves on the problem, but most importantly on solutions. So if we're just aware of different solutions we we don't necessarily have to like dive to understand the science behind them but just knowing that the solutions are present it just gives us more hopeful feeling 
And then, of course, the last one is the action. So, like, how can you act here? And, of course, it all depends on your capacity, what you're doing, what kind of person you are, what is your job and income, how much free time do you have? But yeah, finding your own way to act on it. And it can be in real life by joining some sort of uh, groups, environmental organizations, uh, different communities of like-minded people. Because when you are in this inspiring community, and this is what we're trying to create with Behind the Greens, with with my with my community is that when you feel this inspiration bouncing off um, like-minded people, it makes you hopeful and it gives you more drive and you feel more inspired to create some sort of action than just having these conversations. I, I think that it's the easiest and the most important thing because by talking about it, we can learn more about ourselves and like why our behavior is like that. And uh, yeah, it helps us helps us to understand just ourselves and, and other people better. Yeah, absolutely. Can you just really quickly um, expand a little bit on what Behind the Greens is and what you're doing with that? Yes. So originally it started as a community. So community of people that want to show behind the scenes of different green and environmental projects and initiatives. And the, the goal is for us to be present with these uh, projects. So to really go there, to really see what they're doing, to really talk to people, to really feel the vibe and the energy. And this is uh, something we've done with Gun West. So we did one um, planting event together and just really arriving to the location and filming all these elements is something that I am very passionate about and storytelling and to really telling the story of a project and environment and putting little pieces together, especially, you know, with my experience in like content creation is something that I'm super passionate about. And uh, it started what uh, a year ago. And last year in November, I opened a company here in Portugal. So now we're official uh, content creation uh, production agency. So we film specific projects and we also have different channels, seven, seven channels across different social media platforms where we distribute this content. And it starts with like a longer YouTube video, kind of like entertaining documentary um, video, and then we cut it into smaller pieces uh, in little shorter videos like reels and TikToks, also photos. And we tell kind of like the same story, but from different angles, from different perspectives, using different tools, using different voices and, and, uh, and people. And yeah, with the goal to raise awareness. Another mission that I have right now is to train green influencers because I've been an influencer, what, what it was called, an influencer, kind of like my whole life. And I really think that this whole influencing world is just such toxic environment, like for personal mental health. And I, I was in it. I traveled as an influencer, I called myself an influencer. It's just like 
meaningless and toxic. So now my, my purpose is to encourage people to be green influencers and especially younger people that are seeing, um, you know, the rays of social media. And honestly, it's, it's just growing faster and faster every year and more and more people want to be on social media. They want to do these things. They want to make money through it. They want to be content creators. And without understanding like why do you want to do this because it usually comes from like a place lack of self-love at least (laughs) what at least that was my story that I went on social media because I just wanted more attention you know and um, having this unhealthy relationship with social media can cause a lot of damage because these influencers They would do a lot of things for money that are not sustainable. So I want to show people that it is possible to pursue this um, influencing as a career, but also have a meaningful meaningful cause behind it. Also have um, degree or knowledge, like real scientific knowledge that you can use to yeah, speak about important things in the world. So my goal is to train next generation of eco-influencers that are conservationists, environmentalists, activists, researchers, scientists, you know, that also have social media presence and they make money through through social media and they go on fancy events like red carpet. And, but their core is conservation, sustainability, environmentalism, you know, the right, the right things. <laughs> really, really beautiful to hear you talk about that. And it's so humbling because at the beginning you were saying as well that you you realized the content you were creating and decided to make a shift because it didn't fit with your morals. And I also think it's really brave to, in this world, say, actually, yeah, I have got a following. I do do this, but... I'm going to make a change and I'm going to admit that I wasn't in line necessarily with what I was working on before. And then also just to talk just then about, you know, the the world of social media and what it means about self-esteem and us as individuals. I thank you so much for sharing. It's really nice to hear you talk about that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I, I just really hope that, yes, more people can get inspired to just look within and to address like the core issues about our relationships with ourselves and the environment. And I really think that through this personal work is, is then when the good things can happen. Because if we're still not in balance with ourselves, it's very hard to go out and do something good for the world. And that's how I feel about this work as well, that um, even though, you know, I have this very big mission and goal, sometimes it also can be very consuming and I have to take care of myself and my mental health first before helping other people. So yes, being, being mindful about your relationship with nature and just seeing what you can do for yourself or the planet, I think, is is the key. And it's really true, right? The more we love ourselves, the more we can love the world. 
Yes, yes. Isn't it always, always everything comes down to self-love, even if we're talking about huge global environmental problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, we're coming towards the end of the interview, but I like to finish every episode with quick fire questions. So there are three questions and I'd like you to answer with just one word if you can. Let's go. Okay. What makes you feel most alive? Animals. Absolutely. Seeing just life and cuteness in their eyes. <laughs> Very nice. What does it mean to be green? Um, conscious. Yes. Mindful. Mindful. And what would you say is the most impactful thing or way that we can help to create a greener world? Fostering the relationship with nature and talking about it, talking about your experiences with nature and inspiring more people to get connected. Yeah. Get connected to nature. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much again for coming to talk to me. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate this opportunity to talk about these things. And yes, thank you and all the best. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed listening to Marga. If you want to follow what she's up to, you can find her on socials at Margreen or head to her website, margreen.co. As always, we love to have your feedback. Let us know what you enjoyed about the episode, what you didn't enjoy, and anything that you'd like to hear more of. And you can find us or get in touch with us on socials at Gone West or at Gone Westagram. We also have a website, gonewest.com. If you want to get in touch with me personally, you can write me at fiona at gonewest.com and let me know. Let me know anything you like about the episodes, who you'd like to hear. Yeah, we love, we love, love, love your feedback. Listen to the earth, the, earth. the Gone West, West Show. show. show.